0: Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech.
1: The Big Fight Weekend Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network of Shows is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds in every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and get a $500 risk-free sports bet by downloading the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com to start winning today. That's W-Y-N-N-Bet.com to get a $500 risk-free bet from us at Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We're also brought to you in part by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you in part by PixWise. Pixwise is the number one home of free sports betting picks. Visit PicksWise.com to make your next bet better. We're also brought to you in part by Odds Crowd. Are you the best football better in the U.S.? Odds Crowd challenges you to prove it with their free-to-play fantasy betting contest. Odds Crowd gives away hundreds of dollars in weekly contests, including the $100 SGPN exclusive free roll contest. And we're also brought to you in part by the SGPN app. Just enter SGPN in the App Store or the Google Play Store to download it today. The countdown is on to fight time. This is Big Fight Weekend. Now, here is your host, T.J. Weeves. Yes, ring the bell for the final edition of Big Fight Weekend for September. And finally, finally, we believe, fingers crossed, toes crossed, candle lit in the window, that we are going to have a world heavyweight title fight coming. Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, northern suburbs of London, England, Anthony Joshua gets set to take on Alexander Usyk coming up Saturday night, UK time, Saturday afternoon in the United States. And we're ready to talk all about that, the news of the week and much more. I am merely the somewhat capable, somewhat rested host of the program. Marquise Johns will be here straight ahead. Senior uh, uh, writer, bigfightweekend.com. Love his insight, everything with the site. And here on the podcast, plenty of news from Manny Pacquiao saying, I want to be president to... Uh, Canelo Alvarez and Caleb Plant drawing more attention to their upcoming pay per view than, uh, than let's say most fighters combined have done to any of their big fights or pay per views for the entire rest of the year. With the shove heard around the boxing world, followed by the slap and the slap back and a, and a scrape under the eye of of, uh, of Caleb Plant and a whole bunch of name calling, we're going to get to all of that. And that was just the kickoff press conference. i not even the actual build up or the fight. Uh, that's upcoming in November we'll talk about that Deontay Wilder talking earlier this week about his upcoming planned matchup third fight with WBC heavyweight champion Tyson Fury and then uh, the latest on Teofimo Lopez and George Cambosis. I'm just going to say up front Marquise and I have the same attitude which is we're over it can they fight already enough of the soap opera We'll get into this all on the podcast. A little later on in the podcast, David Payne here from England. Uh, He is based um, about an hour away, a Yorkshire man, uh, as he always likes to say, based about an hour away from this Joshua Usyk fight taking place. We'll get the pulse of what is the UK thinking? What are they saying on television and the papers, the web this week and the buildup? How excited is he? What kind of legitimate shot does Usyk have? We'll get that from David. We'll get it from Marquise later on in the podcast after we do news of the week one more bit of housekeeping however you found the podcast subscribe you subscribe it comes automatically to you usually friday in the preview mode it comes your way about midday eastern time if you are following us and we should say that difference on apple Podcasts and on spotify you do not have to pay for this podcast it is not a paid subscription so in those cases follow us just click the follow button and you're you're following along you'll get the new podcast on the other outlets, subscribe, whatever they call it, on Google Podcast, on Megaphone, on Stitcher, on Podcast Addict, any of those, subscribe. This comes automatically to you on Friday if it is big enough. This is why you want to be subscribing. If Usyk upsets Joshua, let's say by knockout, and Marquise and I get frisky and decide to do a recap podcast, you will get it automatically. If you are subscribed, you don't have to worry about social media link or our friends at sportsgamblingpodcast.com that do a great job of promoting us in the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. If you are following us and you're subscribed, you'll get it automatically whenever we come back in with something new besides the Friday preview. So there you go. Subscribe away. And we thank those guys, Sean Green, Ryan Kramer, and company for all of the help that they give us in promoting Big Fight Weekend as you have found us once again by the thousands and thousands. And we think it's going to grow some here because of the fact that it's a heavyweight title fight this weekend. Another heavyweight title fight with Fury and Wilder. Allegedly, presumably, we hope, in two weeks, and a a slew of other important fights from Canelo to Caleb Plant and Terrence Crawford and Sean Porter, all of that's still coming. So we hopefully are getting in the rhythm, starting with Joshua Usyk this weekend. All of that concluded, here he is, senior uh, writer, BigFightWeekend.com. Marquise Johns is back with me, back aboard here on the podcast. My friend, good to be with you. We have no shortage of news, plenty to talk about uh, upcoming with uh, Usyk and Joshua. How are you feeling as we head to the final weekend of September?
0: Pretty good, TJ. And I'm feeling about as good as Usyk was in his outfit today, wearing the, uh, pr- the final presser today. Looked like the had uh, Joker, by the way. That was impressive. And the, I love,
1: for the record, you had not seen it yet. And I sent it to you with like the initials. Uh, what is this? I don't even know if it was initials. And you immediately deadpanned that he was doing like a, uh, what, like a, uh, a diehard reboot? For a, for a reboot of a diehard movie, that he's one of the terrorists. Shaved head, if you've not seen the photos, kind of the red. Uh, suit with the green vest and the yellow and black shirt and tie and the earring in the ear and, and the facial hair i'm like this is bad b-movie villain look for Usyk, the ukrainian challenger here
0: absolutely hilarious tj and i forgot i forgot that Usyk does this and i mean and i think he was the guy on the opposite of, a side of the last fight he had with what where they're wearing uh paint my mime outfits I was so gonna, it's like we I was have
1: gonna say showed up at the weigh-in in full white paint, white face with face. the black circles around the eyes, looking almost like, uh, who was it, Johnny and his buddies from the Karate Kid that were going to beat up on Daniel LaRusso, is what, <laughs> yeah. Chisora, is what Chisora looked like. Now Usyk <laughs> took the lead, and he looks like bad comic co- comic book villain in the press conference. We've got to talk more about that coming up, but yes, yeah. uh, we're, we're all trying to survive. All right, let's get to some news, and a lot of it. First of all, since last we talked, Manny Pacquiao, eight-division world champ, future Hall of Famer, has officially announced what had been rumored he is running for president uh, in the country of the Philippines. They have been ravaged by COVID-19, by economic corruption. Manny says that he wants to step up his political involvement from just being a senator in the country and in the legislature to now being the president. Marquise, your reaction, including, does this mean... The boxing career is done. What do you
0: think? Actually, TJ, I don't think this career for Manny Pacquiao is done, and let me explain why. Uh, as you know, with, uh, with most political campaigns, uh, cost a lot of money to, to fund and, and promote these campaigns. And my thinking is, TJ, we just lost to Ugas once that money and all that checks cleared and whatnot, Andy. The three-plus million he got from that one lawsuit that kind of fell by the wayside, TJ, as well. Uh, He may have a a decent shot this campaign. In the event he loses and may have to fight again because he may need the money, a story we've heard time and time again in boxing, is that simple.
1: (laughs) How is it possible, though, when this guy had so many mega fights – Making 10 million, 20 million, 30 million for so long, had the Mayweather fight as recently as six years ago, where he supposedly made like 40 or 50 million dollars. Even these recent ones, Adrian Brown or Keith Thurman, this one with Ugas, he wasn't fighting for McDonald's Happy Meal money. No, he was fighting for millions. Are you saying that my man Manny Pacquiao is cash strapped uh, here in this instance and needs another fight? That can't be.
0: It can't be that for TJ, but the capital that he's amassed from these fights is going to be extremely dwindling down during this political campaign. If 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 the uh, Filipino uh, uh, election system and cycle is anything like the one this year in the United States involving uh, advertisement and revenue. <laughs> All
1: right, so we'll look for that from Pacquiao. Theoretically, he could fight. The, the election is next May, so uh-huh. theoretically, he could fight at the beginning of the year against someone, whether it's a Ugas rematch whether it's a an easy tune-up, knockover in the Philippines to say goodbye and make a few million dollars, he could do that December, January, something like that, still in the middle of the of the campaign, of the election, right?
0: He can do that as well. And, TJ, I'm also thinking uh, the one thing I want to I go ahead and take away off of that list would be a rematch with your Dennis Ugas because the WBA ordered him to face up. One of their contenders. I want to say he had one facing the, the winner of Jamal James and Butiev uh, up, up coming in a couple of, couple of weeks. So that fight's off the table in case he, uh, man, he wanted his revenge against Ugas.
1: Interesting. Although, as we've seen, these boxing organizations make it all up as they go uh, along. Yeah. They mandate this is supposed to be the fight, and they switch it around depending on who wants to have the fight. We'll see if Pacquiao is, is done. I'm more inclined to believe he's done. You think maybe money problems, but I, I know we don't want to accept that. But he's about to be 43 years old. I'm more inclined to believe he tried it the one last time and Ugas guys beat him. And he knows if he gets in there with a much tougher opponent, it could get much more serious in terms of long-term health problem or whatever, especially if you've decided that you want to run the country, your home country, that's yeah. a whole lot bigger than what's going on in a boxing ring for you individually. So We'll see what, uh, what he decides. All right. What else? Let's get to it on Tuesday. They had the Mm -hmm. Los Angeles kickoff press conference, Canelo Alvarez, super middleweight, undisputed title fight, Caleb plant. It did not lack for uh, some WWF style uh, (laughs) mayhem at the, this was before the press conference began. They did like an opening stare down to take pictures and plan is jawing sweet nothings at uh, at Canelo. Canelo <laughs> shoved him, and now we're swinging on each other, Marquise.
0: Not only that, T.J., but uh, they 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 started throwing, and uh, we had some connections and some lands, T.J., and some real actual fighting for once. And for once, T.J., can we have a Showtime press conference not have any questionable things happen? <laughs> I mean, if it's not Floyd Mayweather losing a stupid hat or. Jake Paul, you know, and, and Tyro Willie's mom going at it. Can we, you know, or or even worse, you know, the whole Klisha Shields thing. Uh, Showtime is to either hire a security guard or 50 for these events. This is getting out of well, hand.
1: And, <laughs> and we should mention, not unlike the whole situation with the Paul brothers and the Got Your Hat and the Floyd Mayweather press conference, yeah. they had every angle and every photograph of this ready to go, almost like – they they knew almost like there's going to be fireworks because they have like three different video angles from showtime that i'm sure are going to be in one of their upcoming all access things that they're going to do yeah. still photos everywhere the photographers were like on alert be ready
0: amanda westcott was on it tj oh, she <laughs>
1: was all over it with the photos and yes they were open hand slaps because nobody wanted to break their hand two months out of the out of the fight yeah. but uh very interesting that and then they had the press conference. And then Caleb Plant <laughs> is calling Canelo like every salty name. And Canelo obviously speaks enough English to know that there were enough salty names that were coming and words uh, that were coming there. That that was, that was part was bizarre, too, because usually this stuff happens after they've talked and answered yeah. questions, right?
0: Yeah, TJ. Maybe, you know what? And I, and I got a theory for you. And see if this makes sense to you on my end, which, which is what I think would happened. Plant came in with this mindset for this president to talk trash to every single one of these folks. Unfortunately, I don't think he was planning to be hit in the face on that counter he had taking that press <laughs> conference. So the questions when he when it was the time to speak, TJ, it kind of sounded a little disjointed, like a person who may have been hit in a face. So I'm going with with that more than anything else. <laughs>
1: Well, and this is not anything new. We've seen scraps and scrapes at press conferences. Yeah. Uh, the Mike Tyson, Lennox Lewis one comes to mind almost immediately where they were brawling, swinging on each other. Yeah, uh, That's the infamous one right before Tyson ended up going to prison mm-hmm. where Jose Suleiman, the... the the late former president and founder of the WBC got knocked unconscious Unconscious. in the melee with the, uh, with all the handlers. And, and eventually Lennox Lewis had been bitten on the leg by Mike Tyson, (laughs) a pre a precursor to what happened with Evander Holyfield and other bites later on. Um, so that's like, that's right up there. And and I saw, you know, several other people were posting different videos of different famous brawls at press conferences and things that have happened. Um, I remember a Riddick bow one where he, he legit slugged whoever it was that he was fighting. It was not, it was not a huge name, but I mean, he legit landed yeah, like a handmaker <laughs> left hand at the press conference. So it's not anything new and original, uh, but yeah. it does add to the interest and the buildup for the next press conference and whatever they're doing fight week come November for Canelo and Plant, right? One more time.
0: It, it really does, TJ. It, it builds excitement. This, was, this fight was, has been talked about all week long, and it's amazing, TJ. The, the only people that aren't, Fooled by this, by the way, as you may have guessed, is the odds makers. Uh, uh, before that, all this pre 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 fight shenanigans took place on Tuesday, TJ, the, the line for Plant was uh, about six seventy five, give or take. You know he was uh, the underdog, obviously. Uh, after that, I checked recently, TJ. You can get him for probably about a thousand right now. So they're not they're not buying it either. They think Kendall's gonna walk over this guy. And uh, <laughs> outside of Plant, it's it's gonna be some pickings.
1: Uh, the uh, the quest to be undisputed for Canelo Alvarez and Caleb Plant remains in the way with the one lone belt. Uh, I promise we'll get to Usyk and Joshua in a little bit here on the podcast. David Payne from the UK, boxingwriter.co.uk is his website. Love his insight, writing and on the podcast. He is there. Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, 65,000. They've been constructing the stadium the last two or three days with the boxing ring and the whole boxing setup um you'll hear David and I talking about that and it is some state of the art facility that they have for Tottenham Hotspur Stadium for this fight and we hope we think as we as we debut this podcast heading to the weekend the fight will come off there had been legit concern about waiting this long throughout the summer and into the end of September that COVID-19 could crop up with one or, or both of the fighters in their camps uh, but for right now it looks like it is going to happen stay tuned on that we progress To uh, Deontay Wilder meeting with uh, with the media that fight with with Tyson Fury scheduled for October 9th is still on. You monitored his press conference on Zoom. I know Mm -hmm. on some levels I'm not speaking for you, but I'm paraphrasing. You were kind of impressed with the Deontay Wilder you saw elaborate some on what he had to say as we're now a couple of weeks away from him trying to regain his WBC heavyweight title.
0: Yeah, T.J. Uh, Wilder on, on the spoke to the media on Tuesday for a Zoom press or press conference, and he sounded very relaxed, very chill, and he reinforced the point I wrote on Big Fight Weekend uh, that me and you've been talking about T.J. for all these heavy, big heavyweight fights for weeks upon weeks, and now he's getting these vaccination shots, and he got his because his doc told him to, and it was for his team and for the better of his team, something that uh, Keith Fodick wrote later on late Wednesday, actually, T.J. about uh, when he t- we t- spoke to Tyson Fury. Uh, yeah, he has one out of two shots. Uh, my Florida map still hasn't changed in Colorado, TJ. 50% is still enough, an and you got to <laughs> get both shots.
1: <laughs> well, and I guess part of Fury's argument is he had it. Now, there is still great skepticism about whether he had it or not because he wasn't quarantined for a very long time. He was out in public without a mask on, photographed, mm-hmm. put on social media everywhere, not behaving like somebody that had symptoms or had it. So I guess that's part of the argument, but uh, I'm just going to repeat what, what I have said a couple of previous times on this podcast. We'll say it again right here. We'll probably say it again in the buildup. If this is Tyson Fury and any shenanigans again, for this fight not to happen on October the 9th, the WBC, speaking of Mauricio Suleiman, the son of Jose Suleiman, mm-hmm. they got to step up and say, We're vacating the title. He is stripped, it's vacated, and, and Deontay Wilder's fighting somebody else in November or maybe early December as soon as we can. And that's it. We've, we've given this for more than a year. We've given this the time, we've given him the benefit of the doubt. Uh, On the COVID diagnosis, when it looks fishy and suspicious and we had to wait another two months because of that to have the fight, if for whatever reason he's not fighting him, strip him, vacate him of the championship, you're out of the picture. Wilder fights somebody else and then stay tuned for the winner of Usyk and Joshua and what happens there down the road and Tyson Fury can go and do whatever he's going to do. Um, that's my feeling on that, but back to Wilder, uh, one more time, just elaborate again. You like the answers that you heard from the press conference? Cause it was basically no Q and a, the last time he had the fury presser before fury bowed out with COVID-19.
0: Yeah, before that it was a stare down, and it was a weird one with that with her uh, and Fury. Now this one was—he he actually answered the questions. He answered all of them, and it was interesting because he was relaxed. He sounded a lot like TJ in, in the same mindset. He felt like when he was facing Luis Ortiz the second time around, where he was pretty tranquil, just ready just to be done with the fight and to move on. That's where I think he's at now. Again, and, and it, it helps in the, in the psyche of things, know that he's actually in the right place and he's not, you know, talking about wacky oversized costumes or egg weights or any bizarre, you know, conspiracy theories.
1: All right. So there's Deontay Wilder getting ready to uh, battle Tyson Fury. We think on October the 9th in Las Vegas, mm-hmm. we allegedly have a date for that fight and we know when it's going to happen. Marquise, when is Teofimo Lopez fighting George Cambosis of Australia? Help me.
0: Let's be let's be honest, TJ. Who really cares at this point? But it was supposed to be October fourth, uh, which was a Monday, which is funny because it, 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 this fight they had set up at the at the uh, Hulu Center at Madison Square Garden was going to go up against Monday Night Football. Ryan Cavanaugh and the fine folks in the brain trust at Triller, which is a reminder, TJ, that he needs a PR people because the one that he had before quit on him. And it uh. shows. It Clearly, it shows here of all of this. Uh, he, he, he didn't realize that uh, f- people watch football on Monday nights and weren't going to be at this T.F.M.O. Lopez fight card, and there are plenty of seats still available on the Madison Square Garden webpage if you want some. Uh, so uh, the latest shenanigans on this is they're, they're – that Teofimo Lopez and his side of this camp uh, signed a, a contract to, to move this fight again for what would be like, the, I think the seventh time, if you're if you keeping count of this to October 18th at Barclays center. Uh, supposedly they're waiting October on the second 16th, half. October
1: 16th, Saturday night, the 16th. Yes.
0: That's right. The 16th. That's a new, that's a new time. And a new
1: venue. And so let's, let's get into the nuts and bolts of this real quick because Ryan Cavanaugh gave an interview Uh, early in the week on Monday to Ariel Helwani, who is a big time insider reporter uh, in mixed martial arts is now dabbling into some boxing. So Kavanaugh was talking to him and just, and basically began to volunteer near the end of the interview, like a 40 minute interview that, Hey, we're actually working on moving the Lopez Cambosis fight again. And the boxing media is like, wait, what, huh? Boxing observers, boxing fan. What are you talking about? This fight that was supposed to be held in June, Moved because it got partnered next to Floyd Mayweather fighting Logan Paul. Mm-hmm. Then had to be moved because Teofimo Lopez was positive for COVID-19 and symptomatic. Uh-huh. Trying to have it in August. Too soon. Lopez couldn't get back to training in time for August. Then uh, Kavanaugh's putting it out there that he wants the fight to be in Australia. Australia. <laughs> George Cambosis' home country because that's always how it works. The undisputed champion should always go fight the unknown number one contender yeah. in his home country. I saw through that as they were trying to get this fight called off. They were trying to get Teofimo Lopez to walk away and call the fight off. Lopez won't do that. The IBF eventually ordered Kavanaugh and Triller, the fight has to be in the United States. They ordered it in writing and said it has to be by October 17th, Sunday, in writing. They made the date for Tuesday night, October the 5th, And then they realized, and Kavanaugh admitted this, that is the night of the American League wildcard one-game baseball playoff that could still involve the New York Yankees. They've been talking about this for the last two or three weeks. And in particular, if that game was being played in the Bronx – in new york you can't yet it. what are you what are you doing trying to have a fight at madison square garden that anybody's <laughs> going to watch and even the argument can be made even if it's on the road somewhere everybody's going to be trying to watch the yankee game on tv you yeah. know one game winner take all so you understood them moving off Marquise, tuesday night october the 5th back yeah. to monday night the 4th does anybody really believe that people were not going to watch teofimo lopez and george cambosis that we're going to watch it already that less people were going to watch it, and even the casual people you might have drawn in were not going to watch it because the Las Vegas Raiders are playing the Los Angeles Chargers all the way across the continent on Monday Night Football. That's To me, that's such a lame cop-out thing for the Monday night.
0: TJ, that's such a cop out, and that's what the people in the wrestling community do for their rings. Well, recently people don't watch Monday Night Raw, despite the fact that the show's been three hours for a decade and it's probably too long, maybe a hemp. but no, it's it's it's, TJ. They're trying to get out of this fight, and it's plain as day. And uh, I don't know why. I don't know why they they just just default on all of this. Give give the money. to So you
1: say trying to get out of the fight. How is this trying to get out of the fight? What is your theory from trailer standpoint?
0: My my, my thing is, TJ, is they keep moving the goalposts back on this fight actually happening, where it's the point where at some point, Who's going to fight on this undercard? Is it going to be the same fires that we, did, we haven't heard about before? We don't even know who's even on this card, by the way, TJ, and we're, we're less than two weeks away from it. So n- needless to say, none of this is all planned. None of this is already. They're obviously not trying to put this fight on whatsoever. And my thinking at this point, TJ, really is if they're trying to get out of it this way, why, why didn't they just cancel this back in June or July when they knew this so, already?
1: So the theory, and I, I advanced this to you off the air, and I'm bringing yeah. it up now, is that maybe Triller does not want to pay the $6 million purse here. They Mm -hmm. realize this is a financial bloodbath, that the whole De La Hoya-Belfort fight fell apart. They tried to patch it together with Evander Holyfield to appease him and pay him something. It was a debacle. Nobody bought the pay-per-view. So now in this instance, they realize we can stage this fight at a $6 million cost uh, Mm -hmm. for the purse, and probably lose at at least two-thirds of that, if not all of that, on this fight because nobody's going to show up for it and very few are going to buy it on pay-per-view on a Monday night or maybe what they are up to. This is just World According to TJ and Marquise on the Big Fight Weekend podcast. Uh Are they potentially up to a side agreement with Teofimo Lopez that, look, we know we're going to lose everything if this fight happens. We're willing to give you some of your money, a little bit of your money, to just walk away here. And the way that we'll do this is we'll keep moving it, frustrate Cambosis, and then Cambosis doesn't want to come to the United States because he's currently training in Australia. And we should back up a step that last time he had been training in the United States for weeks and weeks and weeks waiting for the June fight. And then it was canceled. And he's like, what the, hey, I want to go back to Australia to my wife and my kids who I've been away from. He's now been in Australia training the entire time. At the time we're taping this podcast, he was supposed to fly to the United States today, September 23rd. That's in the letter from the IBF to Triller saying, you can't keep doing this to this guy. He's got to know when the fight is. He's got to know when he can go back to Australia. And he's supposed to fly uh, fly to the U.S. on the 23rd and then somehow emerge from COVID-19 negative tests somewhere around this weekend, early next week, coming from Australia to be able to go and have the fight. And so I believe, just speculating here, that all the the stuff, all the leaking by Triller about moving the date, wanting the bigger venue, blah, 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 is at this point to try to get Cambosis to want to walk away. And then you just say to Teofimo Lopez, okay, we're defaulting on the down payment we made. You're going to get most of that. You're going to get 800 grand. You're going to get a million. Go fight somebody else. And as long as you go with that, with us, you'll get at least the 800 grand or a million but there's never going to be a fight for you getting three and a half million. We don't have the money. We're not losing the money. Just go along with us on this. I, I think that's what, isn't that a very plausible at this point, they're trying to make Cambosis the bad guy and they don't have any, in will be in. If Cambosis agrees to this, I'm calling my shot right now. And let me see where you stand. They'll mm-hmm. come up with another excuse to not fight on the 16th. Watch,
0: watch. Ab- tj i'm gonna with you up with that 100 and you know what tj i'm, I'm looking forward to, to that episode of american greed about ryan kavanaugh and triller because <laughs> this is the part where the feds come in and oh, all that comes crashing the down taps the ibf you wire. always
1: love it when i do my stacy keach impression he left town and he left with the money <laughs> I mean, it's always it's all like every episode he says he got out of town and he got away with the money. Yeah. It's,
0: but it's every it's time. <laughs> every episode. And, and TJ, that, that's what's happening here. And at, at this point, the dog and pony show with Triller at this point oh. no wants up. No one wants to see this fight. They realize even as bad as their business Chances has been. that
1: they are fighting on October the 4th. Again, you may know the answer after we've released the podcast. Chances they are fighting October 4th, Hulu Theater, 50%. that they're fighting October 4th Hulu Theater?
0: I'm going with zero, TJ. If you had plans to go to New York to watch this fight. Chances
1: uh... (laughs) they're fighting October the 16th at the Barclays Center. 50%, 20%, 10%, 0%. What do you say?
0: Uh, Only because Lopez signed his part of contract. I'll give it 10% tops.
1: 10%. You think 90% that after all of this, they're not fighting at all? And I'm not, at this point, I'm not disagreeing with that. I don't but think I, they, they're fighting. I, don't see,
0: I just TJ Lopez I Lopez has see a it.
1: lucrative rematch with Vasily Lomachenko that he can have down the road. Maybe he walks away and fights somebody else. Maybe he drops the IBF belt. I don't know. But stay tuned. And again, you may already know the answer of what happens Friday, what happens Saturday. Because again, Cambosis, whether it's Qantas. I don't know what other airline you would fly in from Australia. It's an American. I don't know whatever. Paging the white courtesy phone, George (laughs) Cambosis. He has to fly to the United States. States. If he's fighting, he has to fly here.
0: He he has to be here. And we haven't heard anything about him being over here or even in in progress, as they say, or or, or efforting to come to the United States. Uh. So... (sighs) Triller. all right this is this is brutal tj that's all I can say. And it, and, it,
1: and it only lends credence to the fact that triller has unraveled like peeling an orange and all the all the uh the orange peels and splitting it it's unraveled at this point uh they have no credibility with any of this and no wonder nobody's going to watch we'll find out all right so we've successfully dogged that enough again you may know what the truth is uh it would be the biggest shock of shocks if cambosis a agrees and b they're actually fighting on the 16th stay tuned for Lopez, Cambosis, will it ever happen in the soap opera for the lightweight undisputed uh, championship? Keep in mind, Teofimo Lopez has not fought in a year now. While we wait for all this to happen, and the same with Cambosis, but he's not the champ. He hasn't fought in a year either. Um, all right, Marquise, I think we pretty well have covered the news. Stand by. David Payne is up next. David in England as we get ready for Anthony Joshua, Alexander Usyk. Plenty of preview coming on that. Marquise on the backside of that conversation. will have thoughts on the heavyweight title fight and the card and some gambling odds and more. All of that straight ahead. But first, we're brought to you by our friends at WinBet. Are you ready to win money and boost your odds? Well, WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia, and we're bringing the excitement of win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. You've got exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on all the favorite teams, the players, the sports. We've got the NFL starting up soon. Uh, Major League Baseball is ongoing. You've got the golf. You've got the MMA. Uh, Pretty soon, the NBA will be back. The NHL will be back. College football and more. Great promos, odds, and payouts from boosted parlays to live in-game odds On every major sport, we have what you need with WinBet. If you're ready to play, sign up today, get a special offer, get a risk-free $500 bet from us at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network by just downloading and using our promo code SGPN. Download the WinBet app, visit WYNN.com bet.com. That's W-Y-N-N bet.com to find out more right now. If you're ready to play, if you're ready to win, they're the premier sports betting experience. Download, bet, and win with WinBet. And we're brought to you in part by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. And the football season is ready to kick off and PropSwap is here to make this your best season ever because with Prop Swat, your bet doesn't have to win in order to make money. It just needs to improve. For example, Trey Lance of the 49ers opened up at 300-1 to to win the MVP this year, and he has already been bet down to 75 to 1 after that preseason performance just last weekend. That means if you bet 100 bucks on Trey Lance back in May, you could sell that ticket on prop swap right now for $400, a 300% return before the season ever begins. Think of prop swap like the stock market, but for sports betting. Buy low, sell high. The average seller on PropSwap makes over $500 a month just by listing and selling tickets. And when making your bets, remember, go for two. Make two tickets on the same team. You can sell one for a profit and leave one for yourself for skin in the game. Again, your bet doesn't necessarily have to win. It just has to improve. Think of it like the stock market. Get started today at PropSwap.com. Download the PropSwap app. Prop Swap is where America buys and sells sports bets. And we're brought to you in part by Odds Crowd. If you haven't already downloaded Odds Crowd's app, you're missing out. The free roll fantasy contest is taking place on Odds Crowd this year. Ten grand for the best NFL better and sides are included this year. Also, a weekly $100 SGPN exclusive contest just for people that have the SGPN app downloaded. There's over $30,000 in cash prizes up for grabs across both the season-long and weekly contests for the NFL and college football, and the boys here at SGPN are all taking part, so you can try to claim bragging rights over us as well. Here's how it works. Once you get in the contest, you track your bets against the real odds and the lines, much like you do with any pick-tricking app. The most profitable players will rise up on the leaderboard, and if you have the highest profit at the end of the contest, then you win. And Odds Crowd isn't just fantasy betting contest. It's a social app for sports bettors. It's free to download. You can live group chat with other bettors, track your bets, set up private fantasy contests with your buddies, and much more. So download the app for free or go to OddsCrowd.com today. And we're brought to you in part by PicksWise, the number one home of free sports betting picks, props, and parlays, helmed by a team of trend-watching, data-devouring sports fanatics, giving you the who, the how, and the why behind every prediction. For every game, every day, and every sport, all for free, visit PicksWise.com to make your next bet better. PicksWise backs responsible gambling. If you or someone you know wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. But you've got the opportunity here with PixWise to get their favorite daily fantasy app. It's fast, it's fun, it's easy, and it all starts with prize picks. You pick two of the five players that day, decide if they'll go under or over their stat projection And then you find out if you win. The more players you pick, the more that you can win. You can win up to 10 times your money with the prize picks, and that's the way to play. Use the promo code SGP. You'll get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Again, SGP is the promo code with PicksWise for a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. It's PicksWise promo code SGP. We're also brought to you in part by Keeps, as Keeps offers a simple, stress-free way to keep your hair, guys. If you're follicly challenged like I am, listen up. A convenient virtual doctor consults with you, gets you medication, and they deliver it straight to your door every three months. You don't even have to leave your home. It's a low cost with treatment starting as low as $10 a month, and Keeps offers generic versions of their products. Discreet packaging, proven results. Keeps has more and more five-star reviews every day, every week, than any of its competitors. The prevention of hair loss is the key. Treatment can take four to six months to see results, so you need to act right now. And if you're ready to act to prevent hair loss, go to K E E P S dot com slash SGP. Get your first month of treatment for free with our offer. That's Keeps at K E E P S dot com slash SGP. Get your first month free with Keeps, K E E P S dot com slash SGP. And we're brought to you in part by Prize Picks. Turn your picks into real cash with Prize Picks. Here's why it's going to be your favorite daily fantasy app it's fast, it's easy, and it all starts with Prize Picks. Simply pick two to five players and decide will they go over or under their stat projection for that day. The more players you pick, the more you can win. In fact, you can win up to 10 times your money. Prize Picks is the only way to play and use the promo code sgp to get a 100% instant deposit match bonus up to $100 that's the prize pick app our promo code sgp and we're brought to you in part by mint mobile after years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by big wireless providers if you've learned anything is that there's always a catch so when you hear that mint mobile is offering premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks i know you think what's the catch But when you find out more and look into their service, it all makes sense. That's because there isn't a catch. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is they're the first company to sell wireless service online only. That means they're cutting out the retail stores. There's no crazy overhead cost that they pass down to the customers in the form of mystery fees. No. Mint just passes on sweet savings directly to you. For people looking for extra savings, Mint Mobile offers a premium wireless for $15 a month. All plans come with unlimited talk and text plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan. Keep your same phone number along with all of your existing contacts. And if you're not 100% satisfied, Mint Mobile will cover you with their seven-day money-back guarantee. Switch to Mint Mobile. Get premium wireless service starting at just $15 a month. A new wireless plan, $15 bucks a month, and get the plan shipped to your door for free. Go to mintmobile.com sportsgp. That's mintmobile.com slash sportsgp. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash sportsgp. And a reminder, the SGPN app is right there live now in the App Store and the Google Play Store. This app gives you easy access to all of our picks, all of our podcasts, everything in the content from the SGPN family of shows and everything that's going on on the app. Don't forget, give us an app review. Download the SGPN app today in the App Store and the Google Play Store. Look for us. It's the SGPN app. We're back on Big Bike Weekend. Now, here's your host, DJ Reeves. Well, it has been far too long, and what a great occasion to catch back up with the Boxing Writer over in the UK, my man David Payne, who is a frequent contributor to this podcast. Love his work at BoxingWriter.co.uk, and we're in the preview mode for Anthony Joshua and Alexander Usyk. Wait a minute, can I see it? I can almost smell it. I can almost taste it that we're about to have a unified heavyweight title fight, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, fingers crossed lighting a candle in the window that we can get this one to, to take place uh, as we've been waiting for david always good to be with you but especially when we're talking heavyweight title fight in the uk whom else am i going to i got to go to the boxing rider good to be back with you
2: thank you tj thanks for inviting me back and great to be on the show with a big heavyweight fight to come um as you say it's uh... Always good to talk boxing, but the heavyweights always add a little to the mix, don't they? A little bit more exciting.
1: It seems like I always ask you this same kind of question, but I love the feel. I love the sense. We know they're anticipating over 60,000 fans at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. It's sold out in a mere few days when the tickets went on sale online. Is there now, as we get to the end of the week, some buzz beginning on the coverage of television, the coverage in print, online, etc., are you sensing some buzz among the sports fans and the not just the hardcore boxing fans?
2: Oh, absolutely. Um, Anthony Joshua is unquestionably a crossover attraction here in the UK. A uh, well-known name from the housewife clutching the milk bottle uh, to the football fan to the kid at school. Joshua is a very well-known face and obviously uh, – a premier star in the world of boxing. So definite crossover, all the mainstream media beginning to pick up on this story. They'll all be trying to get seats or have arranged for seats for their writers. So there's definitely some buzz and you can usually judge it um, when you're hanging out with guys who follow soccer, as you call it general sports fans, but they'll start asking about Joshua and Usyk and trying to display their wealth of knowledge on Ukrainian <laughs> uh, cruiserweight <laughs> champions um, But no, it's good, and Usyk's been on our screens a little bit too, so uh, he's a known entity, and I think people respect the fact that this is Joshua versus a legitimate threat.
1: And it is certainly one of the biggest, if not the biggest to date, crowds that they're looking for for any kind of a sporting event uh, in the UK, a true event on Saturday night, and I wonder if that's kind of crossed over the same way uh hear from the general news media about how big of an event this is outside of just sports fans uh
2: yes um the six- the sixty thousand thing um is obviously an enormous crowd we 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 mustn't take it for granted it wasn't always this way um but we've had our football soccer season started over the last month or so, so we have seen crowds in this sort of region at the bigger grounds for Manchester United, Arsenal, etc. So, that in itself is not necessarily the story that you might think it is. Um, But still, 60000 for a boxing match on a Saturday night. As you say, sold out. Always brings an asterisk of, yes, sold out directly to StubHub. (laughs) Ticket um, schemes, uh, where they're instantly then available for five times the price who are also a sponsor of the fight. Read into that what you will. It's not a lot of uh, dots to to connect, is it? Um, but yes, yeah, so it'll be a packed uh, a packed arena by the time that these two guys walk out. How much interest there will be in the undercard, I'm not sure. Um, because a lot of the fans that go to a Joshua event, it's a Saturday night out. It's a big event. So there'll be boxing fans there. But obviously the 60,000, a huge portion, are just there for the night out to see Joshua. So that's... Uh, that's that's the, the appeal of the man and um, fair play to him and to match room for building him into that attraction.
1: It is one interesting aspect that he really hasn't had one of these in the big stadium setting in really over two years after the loss to Ruiz in 2019 in the summer. The rematch was in Saudi Arabia, as you know, David, and then he hadn't fought since that rematch win until last December against Kubrat Pulev. And that was with limited fans in the Wimley Arena because of the COVID guidelines. So this is, I mean, it makes it a bigger event, I guess, for that reason. But it's going to be something new for Joshua here that hasn't been the case for two plus years.
2: Well, I think it's a—it's an interesting factor into how the fight plays out because um, we're all keen amateur psychologists, aren't we? We all like to sit on the sofa and pontificate about how it's going to affect a professional athlete. Um, but the truth is that when there's a crowd like that, it brings a certain type of energy and you either deal with that energy or you don't. And in the past, Joshua has largely uh, used it very positively. so the evidence of his career suggests that he he thrives in that kind of atmosphere. But equally, once or twice, he's allowed the buzz and the energy of that crowd to perhaps entice him into into fights that, well, like the Dillian White one being a classic example where he got drawn into something a little bit... Um, more than he perhaps would have liked. Uh, and he's talked since that and the Klitschko fight where it was a bit of an up-and-downer. And again, he was um, a lot of energy behind him, a lot of noise in the stadium. He's, he's tried to um, talk a lot about having a little bit more poise about not getting involved in those kind of fights. And then obviously we had the Ruiz thing where it all got messy as well. So I think the crowd could be a real positive because they are obviously going to be incredibly pro-Joshua but equally it's how he manages that energy that that's going to bring because he's obviously fighting a dangerous opponent who's capable of capitalising on openings that Joshua may give if he's boxing on his instinct in the crowd, etc. So there's a yin and yang or positive-negative way that that could play out. And for Yusick, very experienced to go into the opponent's backyard, so there's not going to be any shock for him. Maybe the size of the crowd might be a little bit of a a new thing for him, but he doesn't strike me. I've been travelled around Europe, winning the various cruiserweight belts. As someone who's going to be too intimidated by that, um, so I don't think that's a factor in his performance. But you never know until we see it.
1: Until it happens, that's for sure. Voice of the boxing writer David Payne. He's at the boxing writer on Twitter. Uh, find him BoxingRider.co.uk is his site. Love his insight. He'll be writing in the preview mode about this fight. We love to repurpose what he writes as well on BigFightWeekend.com. Let's pick back up on what you just said, kind of getting into the nuts and bolts of this fight. If I were to say to you, Joshua is favored. Joshua is bigger, bigger as a heavyweight than a cruiserweight. If Usyk is going to hang in and have a real legitimate shot to win, why, what What thing, what one or two things go into the ingredients of him potentially winning this fight, Usyk?
2: I think... um... I go back to the to the to to the kind of crucible for this thought is the Ruiz rematch. Um when although Joshua dominant we all know the atrocious state that Ruiz arrived into that fight. Um so presented pre- precious little risk or threat as it turned out given that his lack of stamina, ability, mobility, etc. Um, because of the awful weight and poor preparation. However, there were times, there were moments, even with that said, where Ruiz launched attacks and Joshua seemed panicked, is probably the wrong word, but you could see the the, the loaded file going off, his, off in his head. He's attacking, I must smother, I mustn't trade, grab, grab, grab. You could see that kind of process in his mind. Um, I mustn't throw this away again. Um, and I wonder that Pulev proved to be a big stiff log unfortunately he was a bit less competitive than perhaps Joshua might have needed or we might have wanted so there wasn't much coming back and it was all very ponderous well Yusik's going to bring a little of the speed Hope from Cruiserweight we would hope if he's not bulked up too much that Ruiz possesses and he's certainly going to make a fight of it uh, he's not going to just stand on the outside and lose a one-sided decision or at some point there's going to be trading so it's just how Joshua reacts so I think from Usyk's point of view it's can he create those op- opportunities early enough in the fight to haps, perhaps play on any lingering nerves that Joshua's got about getting clipped and getting into trouble?
1: Do you believe be he has enough punch to hit a bigger heavyweight, a 230, 240 pounds, whatever that is in stones, forgive me, over in the UK? Do you believe Usyk has a big enough punch to get Joshua's attention or a big heavyweight's attention?
2: Um, I think he has enough to have his respect I think he's got enough to have his respect. At the end of the day he's gonna come in at two twenty, whatever use it's gonna come in at. And I think if he, he cracks hard enough to 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 keep Joshua honest. I don't think Joshua's gonna have a tactic of just walking through him. I'd be very surprised if he if he tries to do that. Um however, having rewatched uh, the Chisora fight today and the highlights of the Chaz Witherspoon fight, which forgive me for mentioning Chaz Witherspoon with all due respect to Witherspoon and his family, <laughs> he came into that very very late notice in terrible shape himself. But it, there were there were some clues in there as to the point you're making. He he clobbered Witherspoon a fair bit, and he clobbered Chisora a fair bit. And in the two fights, we had what was it, uh, 19 rounds, um, something like that. And you never saw either fighter in desperate trouble. I think the seventh round of the Chisora fight, Chisora was exhausted, but you never really saw him look like he was going to make a breakthrough. So to come full circle, um, I think he's got enough to have his respect, but I don't see a massive breakthrough from music. Um So, uh, and that was undermined. I was reminded of that, having rewatched those fights, that I don't think he's a heavyweight banger as such. Um, So it would be interesting to see if he can fend him off if Joshua starts to make progress on him and can get him into corners, etc.
1: Yeah, especially when the crowd is going to be behind Joshua with whatever he does, Uh, what will happen? Will he stand his ground? Will he be able to hold him? Will he be able to fire back? Part of the intrigue. Just a couple of more minutes left. How concerned are you about ring rust from either of these guys? Joshua's fought more recently in December, but that's nine months ago. As you mentioned, Usyk's fight with Chisoro was last October. That's 11 months ago. Might we be looking at a first two or three rounds that are kind of dull feel-out rounds because both guys are rusty? What do you say?
2: I think it's entirely possible. I think it could be a combination of that and combination of having respect for each other and there being a technical aspect to it. Um, I don't think any, any either of them are going to have tactics that could lead to a calamity. Um, Usyk's going to want to stay in the fight, see what Joshua's stamina is like, try and set a fairly busy pace, but from mid to um, mid range, which is going to be difficult for him because he's at a reach disadvantage. Joshua will probably be quite happy with that, but, and again, returning to that comment I made about the Ruiz rematch, I can imagine that when Usyk tries to come inside and trade, unless Joshua can unload that big right uppercut that he's had success with in the past. I can imagine that he's going to smother for two or three rounds and try and drain him and impose his size and his weight on his opponent um, because Jusic's clever in those smaller spaces um, with that left hook from southpaw stands coming round. He's quite clever. But um, again, you just come back. You keep coming back to that, is there enough pop? If Jusic has those moments, has he got enough to actually follow through and, and make a proper dint in the bigger man? I have my reservations whether he can do that. But it'll be fascinating to find out if Joshua can live with that technical ability that Usyk has. And they
1: are heavyweights. They have big punches. And one punch can change everything. I know Marquise is going to weigh in on this uh, after you and I are done. The under-over, we're part of the Sports Gambling Podcast and their network of shows, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. The under-over at nine and a half rounds last I looked. If you were a wagering man on this, is it going to the 10th round? Is it over before the 10th round, one way or the other? What would you say?
2: That's that's, that's a good pitch point, nine and a half rounds. Um, I don't don't imagine an early stoppage, um, unless there's some sort of... um, Eager referee intervention, which I don't like to caveat everything that you say because you end up backing nothing, don't you? But um, I, I, I see more of a technical fight quite early and I see um, it unfolding and beginning to form a pattern through the middle rounds. And it's possible that uh, either Joshua gets on top and Yusik ties against the the, the bigger man if it's a decent-paced fight or Joshua starts to blow up later in the fight because he's been chasing a lot and perhaps the legs start to go a bit um runs out a bit of steam in his legs and then see perhaps as a more of a sitting target to move around, who knows. I think I'd go with the over. I think I'd probably lean towards this being very late or a points. Um and again a week or so ago I'd begun to construct an idea of a USIC win. Um but having gone back and gone over those fights again that I've watched today, um uh, I've kind of dispelled that. That um, that sentiment. I think he'd be competitive. I'm very, very interested, but I'm I'm leaning towards Joshua being uh, too big and too strong. I think as the fight approaches.
1: Yeah, that's a conventional thought on that. And obviously, if it's the Joshua of 2017 and 2018, that's a different Joshua, a hard punching Joshua, etc. You wonder, though, if he is a changed man in that ring after what Ruiz did to him. And we're only going to find that out when it starts happening now in this bout or subsequent bouts. uh, If he's changed for good or if he gets back to that Joshua that we've seen before, we will find out something about the heavyweights. We love we love this. Again, it's Saturday night, prime time, late Saturday night in the UK, late afternoon for most of the United States that we'll be watching. David, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking to reading you at BoxingWriter.co.uk uh, in advance and whatever you have in the in the aftermath. Promise me that I get another chance to talk with you. God help us if we can get to the finish line for Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder, rescheduled yet again for early October. Promise I get to talk to you again in that mode as well, my friend, because I always love these chats and the insight.
2: Well, you'll have trouble keeping me at arm's length for a Titan Fury uh, preview. You know how much I love the big rogue. Um, I think interesting, coming back to your very first question, actually, TJ, that despite the credibility of this fight this weekend, despite the fact we've sold out 60,000, despite the argument you could make for Yusick being the third, fourth, fifth best heavyweight, Joshua, two, whatever... They're still having to mention Fury's name this week, aren't they? Just that, that, yep. that this is a qualifier, that this is all about the next one. This is it's still the stepping stone to the next one. It feels like a very regurgitated script that we've all heard several, several times with the same actors, no change of scenery really, within the same lines. Um, so I don't, I don't buy into it too much, but um, yes, it's, it's certainly supposedly on the horizon, and if it's not 2022, as you know. I had a sabbatical after it didn't happen in the spring and the summer this year. I just gave up for a few months. Uh, But here we are back to the heavyweights, back to talking about Joshua Fury. So I will re-engage my faith a little longer. But it's got to be 2022 for that one, hasn't it? Surely.
1: Yeah. Well, we'll see if we get there. And, of course, that supposes that Usyk doesn't do something to Joshua and obviously, Deontay Wilder will have something to say about Tyson Fury and this whole mix. That's why we watch. That's why we're interested. That's what we'll see happening in uh, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and then eventually in Las Vegas in a couple of weeks. David Payne, I always love it. I know you've got to run and we do as well. We look forward to seeing what's going to happen with Joshua Usyk for the Unified Heavyweight title. We look forward to reading you. We look forward to hearing more from you on the Big Fight Weekend podcast, my friend.
2: As always, TJ, it's a pleasure, and best wishes to you and Marquise, and I will catch up with you again soon.
1: Always love that man's insight. Again, the boxing rider, and we look forward to seeing what's going to happen at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. I call back in senior writer, bigfightweekend.com, Marquise Johns, one more time for your thoughts on all of this. Again, as I said to David, with the hope and the belief as we release this podcast that the fight is going to come off, it looks like everybody passed their COVID-19 test. I've been wondering about yes. that all week. And this thing will happen. They got the weigh-ins later on Friday, UK time. Fight on Saturday night, UK time, Saturday afternoon, US time. What are your thoughts going in, Marquise? As it looks like the unified heavyweight title will be on the line, Joshua Usyk.
0: It's a real intriguing fight, TJ. With uh, Usyk here uh, chasing history, you know, joining some some names like uh, James, Tony, uh, and uh, Evander Holyfield, you know, in terms of cruiserweights, you know, trying to become you know heavyweight champions. It's it's, it's, it's elite air, and it's it's going to be a tough test for him, TJ. Because as we, as we saw in his p- few fights beforehand with a. Uh, at heavyweight against, you know, Chaz Witherspoon and uh, Derek DeZorah didn't look that hot, TJ, at all. Uh, and so much- the point I
1: was making to David Payne didn't look like he had the big punch in either of those fights. Witherspoon was out of gas and he stopped him. Yeah. But he, he hit Chisora for 12 rounds and didn't do big damage. Are you concerned here about whether or not Usyk's punching power translates, especially against a bigger heavyweight like Joshua?
0: Absolutely. TJ. And if he couldn't, if he couldn't push around Shizora and Shizora and that by what's pretty much gas after the, f- after the five rounds, uh, he's going to be a bigger problem with him against Joshua, who, uh, pretty much in that, the, the final press that they had, uh, when we were recording this, uh, looked like the, it, it's going to come into despite the bigger uh, range guy. So it's going to be really interesting. TJ, if you can't a get inside and b not do anything when he's inside whatsoever.
1: Usyk will obviously be in shape. It is the biggest moment of his career, 60,000 mm-hmm. plus biggest payday of his career. Um, all right. I asked David the same thing. I'm curious about your take. If Usyk is to pull the upset, give me an yes. ingredient or maybe two ingredients. What are we looking for for Saturday?
0: We're looking for a TJ, very questionable cards in a very very tactical fight because it's one of those where we're on one thing tj we, you mentioned his punching power not being the strongest out of all of this he's also going to have to be more maneuverable than joshua was and i just don't see him doing both of those things considering that we saw joshua and the Lu- louise rematch pretty much do the exact same thing that who's trying to do to him uh this saturday night so it's gonna be really interesting to see how that ball plays out
1: i thought david brought up a great point he said he's gone back and re-watched several of joshua's fights the loss to ruiz the win over ruiz and the pula fight And he said more so in the rematch with Ruiz that he became more cautious, I'll use that word, of whenever Ruiz got close to him, make sure you grab him, make sure that you've ducked your head out of the way, et cetera, to not let him get his hands off. At distance, use the jab, put the combinations, but the first sign that he's near you, grab him, grab him, clutch him, wrestle him. And David's very curious, will he adopt Joshua with the same kind of strategy if Usyk closes the distance and gets inside? Is it clutch and grab fest? Do you believe that's what we will see?
0: No, only because I don't think Usyk's power is going to chase Joshua away. This I think we're going to see something more like the line along the lines of that Pulev fight, where he, where where Pula was trying to get inside and he was being greeted with uppercuts and was pretty much TJ. That fight was over in, in, in nine rounds, but Pulev was out on his feet in the third and had had to, had there been a competent referee for a UK fight, that fight would have been over in the third round for a lot of people who would back that, that that wager. But nonetheless, I really do believe TJ that. Joshua, this may be one of the few times where I think he has a chance to really just muscle his will amidst, against this smaller guy in Usyk.
1: Fair enough. The segue into the odds. And again, uh, Joshua is the favorite. I think I, what I see, minus 270 or 250. What do you see seeing 275 yeah. on this? He's the betting favorite. The bigger play may be the under over of nine and a half rounds. Uh, David kind of toiled on that back and forth and said, honestly, I think it goes beyond nine and a half rounds on the under over. Where do you come down for our friends that are investing short term investment here on this for (laughs) Joshua Newsick? Do you like the thumbs up beyond nine and a half?
0: I do TJ. And I also like the decision play as well on this. I think the decision is plus three fifty If you get it on certain books, uh, that's one of those things where I think honestly, TJ, if, if, if Joshua doesn't get Usyk out there in the first five rounds, it's going to go all 36 minutes personally. And I, cause I just don't see Usyk having like that weird, like second wind or Joshua having that, that put away thing like you do against Pula. So I, I, and it's weird to say I've, 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 gone back and forth on this, but I've gone to the realization that this may just be another boring heavyweight fight and a tactical one at that. So I'm just looking at
1: going on. The this. thing about heavyweights and we saw it with the Ruiz fight yeah. and we've seen it with Deontay Wilder with the big punch and all through history, the one punch can change everything, everything, either one of them. And there, there could be a cut one way or the other. Joshua gets cut. Usyk gets cut with a one punch. Uh, and now it's a battle. It's yeah. it's a battle. Uh, you know, it, it, what happens, uh, when that when that takes place or one punch that rocks one fighter or the other could change it around. And uh, one more again, we, we suspect 65,000 in that neighborhood 63 yeah. 65,000 Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. How much will that enthuse and energize Anthony Joshua do you believe here in advance in this fight.
0: I think this would be a, a huge for him, TJ. Pretty much, like, uh, this has been like his his uh, a lifetime for a week for him at this point. You know, just signing that new career lifetime uh, contract with Matchroom, whatever that means in English. <laughs> but essentially. Uh, what, what I'm looking forward to with that, TJ, is that it's going, to be, it's going to have that big fight feel, pretty much like the Canelo fights where he had 60,000 plus. They're making, um, making noise for, Bill, for Canelo against Billy Joe Saunders. It's going to be, it's going to be a great atmosphere for you, TJ, and I'm looking forward to that as well because that's the one thing that a lot of these fights are missing is just that, that, that crowd in the background makes it that much better.
1: And it should be mentioned, Joshua hasn't had one of these atmospheres in a stadium in three years because the two Ruiz fights were in Madison Square Garden in the U.S. and in Saudi Arabia. The yeah. Pulev fight was in an arena that only had a couple of thousand people in it back last December. Yeah. so this will be new to have him back in front of it how much will it enthuse him and energize him real quick before we get out of here marquise on the undercard i know callum smith former wba super middleweight champion is on it florian Marku, a couple of other names you are less than enthused about the undercard is there any fight that intrigues you on the joshua Usyk undercard at all or fighter
0: uh only the odds on the Florian Mark who fight, the guy he's facing isn't very good, but he's getting like plus five hundred in a fight that that's very winnable for him. Outside of that, TJ the cap the card has Campbell Hatton on it and Lawrence right. Acoli. Like this this card sucks, DJ. But it's a one-fight card as expected, like most Joshua fight cards. Like the last one with Pulov was, it was a one fight card. And we're all here for the one fight. Let's be honest.
1: <laughs> I think, yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's accurate. Uh again, for Mark who Uh, he's fighting Maxim Prodon if I get that name right welterweights 10 rounds and that's a little earlier uh, in the evening Uh, Lawrence Ocoley fighting for the WBO cruiserweight championship in the co-feature of this fight of course Usyk used to have all of the cruiserweight titles he was the undisputed champion had a couple of title defenses as the undisputed champion then moved up and has had two heavyweight fights let's see how it will go by the way we should make mention this is an anniversary week that 36 years ago again am i that old michael spinks moved up as the light heavyweight against larry holmes and and defeated larry holmes and derailed his 48 and 0 attempt to match rocky marciano for 49 and 0 as an unbeaten heavyweight champion spinks moved up from 175 up to like 203 pounds on Mm -hmm. his own body and defeated larry holmes 36 years ago this week so it's not it's not as if this hasn't happened before because you mentioned names like evander holyfield and james tony that have done it since then it's not that impossible to contemplate that usick moves up from cruiserweight one ninety one ninety five and can punch with and can beat anthony joshua
0: no, not at all, TJ. And these guys have a long history of as well. These guys know who these guys are at this point. This is, this is a, something that's that's been brewing since the amateur, since the, since both these guys been fighting in the amateurs back in 2012. And it's it's a it's a great fight, TJ. I'm, I'm just looking forward to seeing if if history can be made or if Joshua will be able to retain and hopefully uh, stay in pat for the winner of the uh, Fury Wilder fight.
1: Good point you bring up that Usyk did win an amateur fight against Anthony Joshua eight nine years ago, whatever that's worth. They both won Olympic gold medals mm-hmm. uh, in 2012. And it progressed along in their careers. Now they fight each other on Saturday. God, we hope, we hope, we think this is going to come off. Fingers crossed. We we hope, we hope so. We're coming to the end here of the Big Fight Weekend podcast. Um, My thanks to David Payne for being with us from BoxingWriter.co.uk. Marquise, plug away again. We'll be in the preview mode and the recap mode. Anything and everything that happens with this Joshua Usyk fight card, we're all over it, right?
0: Absolutely. TJ, bigfightweekend.com, your source for all things boxing news, past, present, future. We'll keep an eye on obviously, on Joshua Usik to see what happens on that card. See if anything of note happens on the undercard. Maybe a fan comes to the stands and, you know, once they feel lucky, who knows. If, if, if that happens, I'll write for Big Fight Weekend. We'll keep an eye on all that stuff as well. Did want to mention also as well, TJ, because I, I I'll be remiss if I didn't mention this. Uh, Showtime has a Showbox card Friday at Oklahoma in the middle of nowhere. But that main event is halfway pretty good, TJ. Uh, J- uh, Jericho Quinn, a uh, uh, Flint prospect, uh Uh, Salty Potions guy uh, is taking on uh, Sal Sanchez and one of the Thompson Boxing Kids uh, in the main event there. That's going to be a fun fight. That should be Friday as well. Uh, Also, just follow the, the webpage as well at Big Fight Weekend on Twitter also at Facebook as well. Uh, just follow us. Keep it, keep it on everything. We, talk to us. Let, let, let me know what's going on.
1: We love to have the interaction with the fans and the inside. Again, the show box card uh, from the Broken Arrow Casino in Oklahoma coming on Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, not really a prominent fight card in the United States for this weekend. Joshua no. Usick is it. We believe, again, Marquise, that the main event will happen somewhere around 11 uh, p.m. local time in england that will be right around six eastern Marquise is in the mountain time zone in denver around four in the mountain time zone so just adjust your time zone uh, accordingly the yes. will stream it in the united states it is a sky sports pay-per-view they have one more fight this one with anthony joshua to show it on pay-per-view in the uk let's see what happens anything can happen in heavyweight bouts we get this one first and in two weeks we allegedly get fury and wilder which shapes whatever <laughs> happens next in the beginning of 2022 for uh the heavyweight division let's find out marquise great job uh enjoy everything this weekend i appreciate it uh by the way i will be heading out to los angeles i will wave to you as the tampa bay buccaneers play the la rams sunday i'm headed <laughs> to la i gotta find somewhere to see the uh the uh Usyk joshua in los angeles in hollywood in Tinseltown. Hmm. But I'll be helping you out with the coverage of all of this, uh, writing about it. Uh, let's see what happens, my friend. Have a great weekend. Let's see what happens with Joshua and Nusik.
0: Absolutely, TJ. And you can answer the, uh, the $64,000 question when you're in L.A. Who has the zone?
1: Yes. Does anybody have the zone? We can find this. Marquise, be well, my friend. Thank you. Thanks so much. We thank all of you for being with us again. Subscribe wherever you found this podcast. Follow us. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, subscribe, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, everywhere else. Uh, uh, SportsGamblingPodcast.com, helping promote a Sports Gambling Podcast network of shows. We thank Sean Green, Ryan Kramer, those guys for helping out. If it happens with boxing, we're on it on this podcast and BigFightWeekend.com. For now, we are done. Let's see what I still like Anthony Joshua, by the way, to ultimately win this. Late stoppage or by points at the end of this thing. Who knows if that's right or not. We will find out. Thank you for being with us on the Big Fight Weekend Podcast. Bye.